We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Chineo Gwumike. I'm Lisa Leslie, and we're very excited to tell you about our new podcast with Blue Wire, Front and Center. Lisa and I are breaking down what's going on in our lives, in the world, and keeping it 100. We're also learning from amazing guests as well, like Emmanuel Acho. People that show love to me, I forever got their back. Vivica A. Fox. If the foundation isn't right, then the rest of it's going to go wrong from there. And more. Subscribe to Front and Center today. Welcome, welcome to the Heat Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Carlo Navas, live from Twitch. With me today, Snap producer and co-founder Brian Goins. He is, uh, for some reason, Brian's forsaking draft talk this year. That's the only time that Brian's happy all year, when Brian gets to talk about the salary cap and when Brian gets to talk about the draft. So surprisingly, Brian's is playing PS5. He's in the chat right now. Shout out to Brian. Uh, to my left, though, we have our 2K coach, Frankie. Let's go, Heat. On the bottom left, you can hear his voice on five reasons and five on the floor. Heat beat alumni saucy nuggets. Lefty Leif. Good evening, gentlemen. Ready? ready? You ready, Leif? This is, this is your time to shine. Off season and draft talk. Hope trafficking, baby, all day. Let's do it. Let's go. And on the bottom, we have Alex, who's going to be kind of helping us out for draft coverage. Alex, welcome to the program. Thank you so much for coming on. Where can people find you? What's up, guys? Uh, well, occasionally on five reasons, uh, but you can mainly just find me on Twitter uh, at AM90. Um, yeah, man, happy to be here. 
So we're excited. We have a lot of draft clubs. So drafts on Wednesday, by the way. And just a heads up to everybody. Listen, if you're a longtime Heapy listener, you know that there's a tradition like no other, which is a live Heapy draft show. But this time we're going to be on Twitch right here on twitch.tv slash MIA Heapy. Of course, the VODs will be uploaded to our YouTube channel and to the regular podcast feeds. If you miss this, if you miss the, the stream, don't worry. You will be able to listen. But we're going to be live. I imagine, I mean, we haven't 100% decided what we're going to do. I think we're thinking from around maybe, maybe pick 10 up until pick 20. And then we'll have some reaction or whatever. And if the Heat buy into the second round, you know, we'll, we'll figure stuff out. But that's that's kind of what we're looking at. We're going to update you on our Twitter account at MIA Heatbeat on what we're doing over there. Also, check out everything that we're doing with the Blue Rise Sports Network. They're doing awesome stuff. Uh, before we get into any draft talk, I think Miami Heatbeat's a little famous on Heat Twitter for flagrantly getting wrong a lot of picks. If you remember, uh, Nikias Duncan, who is as smart a basketball player mind as there is anywhere uh south of zach Lowe, and he's honestly on that level uh nikaya said why would you draft bam when you could just have epe Udo? right like we're we're always a little wrong here on miami heapy right like it's a bit like late lace is shame we're all ashamed i'm gonna start we're gonna play a little montage of when tyler hero was drafted all of us Leif was on that show i think the Kais was there and we're gonna play we're gonna play some memories uh of how wrong we've been just just to give you uh, just to remind you guys how we roll around these parts this is kind of our raw draft reactions uh compared to what is actually reality i, if I you think take tyler hero what team do we start covering instead oh all right i'm starting halt to be i like don't understand why people like him i he's not a great shooter he's like luke Kennard if luke Kennard was bad after hero for three yes with seven seconds left Finishing numbers were not good. So you're not going to be expecting him to like beat somebody off the dribble and take it in, you know, uh, to the basket too often. Nice move and finish. Tyler Hero. Hey, how is he going to stay on the floor in a heat rotation? I'm a keeper. So bad. You got to love that rookie. I would feel so much better about the Hero feet if like, his arms weren't shorter than like his, not, like he has alligator arms. Austin Rivers loses the ball to Hero. Hero has help. A three-on-one break. Leif is so sad in their chat. He's like, that pick was such a bummer. Out to Hero for the three. Yes! He did it again. We got Tyler Harrow. He's, he like, he doesn't, I don't even know if he realizes he's just twisting the knife. The undisputed best part of that. Not just Leif being sad in our group chat. Not just Christian at the end punctuating with, you're just turning the knife. Not Nikai saying alligator arms. It is our own trash tweeter, Jack Alfonso, that said he's Luke Kennard if Luke Kennard was bad. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's, I think that's the worst. I think, so, you know, it's funny because Brian Goins, Brian Goins, hashtag always producing Brian Goins, sent us the audio from the Bam Adebayo draft night. Woj is reporting that here selecting OG Anunobi. No, no, Bam Adebayo, I lied. Oh my. They took Bam? Yo. What are we doing? Twice? Who is this? Twice in one show? Be- are you kidding? <laughs> what is he doing? Who is that? <laughs> he just said that, that that they're gonna draft OG. Oh no, I, no, we won't. Oh no, we don't. They're drafting Bam Adebayo. What is? <sighs> what? What? what I read it. You gotta be freaking oh, kidding me. Oh. <laughs> oh, 
I love I love Alex Toledo special script just like upset the guy is just beside himself it's great so that's to give you a taste that is to let you know how we roll around these parts with our draft talk listen we're here we're here to laugh at ourselves we're here to have fun and we love it this is this is fun for us and, and this is a great time so we're, we're gonna kind of we're gonna go over some draft we're gonna go over some some draft prospects and everything and you know Nikai's Frankie and, and Alex are experts if you know me I don't follow much college basketball so they're gonna be teaching me what's going on right so they're gonna they're gonna kind of go through this and tell me what's good Leif my thing is the biggest need that the Heat have to address and we can talk a little bit about free agency too if you want I think that they're going to need a point of attack defender at the point guard position. And they're also going to need a little more scoring at the wing. I don't, I think there's a fascination with getting a backup big that obviously would help. I just don't think it's probably number one. I kind of think that that's going to color what they should do come draft time. I don't know. I feel like, are we really expecting the 20th pick to be the guy that plugs any one of those holes? I think that's debatable. I feel like free agency and trades are going to be the route if they upgrade. I mean, obviously you want to get a guy that can contribute, but I don't know that it's that realistic. I think they're going to go best player available. If I had to guess, um, I, I don't know, man. It's just when you've seen them draft Bam when they had a maxed out Hassan Whiteside and it felt like they had seven or nine or 11 shooting guards when they took Tyler Hero. Like, it's just hard for me to think that they're going to let team need necessarily dictate where they go in the draft. That's like, it's tough because I think that the Heat, you can look at this regime as maybe two different kinds of drafting teams right like pre and post lebron i really think that the drafting philosophies changed and i don't think i mean have they had a miss really because i mean you can even point to shabazz napier as a miss but i mean that guy was in the is he still in the league yeah i mean that's that's a hit you know what i mean he might not have been like a you know what i mean he might not have been a starter or anything but i mean that's a guy that's contributed on teams for a long time like i think their draft history has been incredible post lebron I think it's pretty unassailable. I think even the Winslow pick, you know, I mean, it's it's tough with the injuries. I mean, we know how much we believed in Justice over here, and oh, and you oh, in, in the in the J Rich drafts draft. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they they got Josh in the second round. I mean, that's which they flipped for Jimmy Butler. You could even you know go I mean? to James Ennis. He's still around. He was like the fiftieth pick. Yeah, so their you know their, their draft history is pretty nice. So I, I'm I'm trusting any decision that the organization makes. I. I, I kind of side with Leif that they might go, and, and they're in a unique position that they're contenders, right? So, you know, any guy that they bring in, if they get the best player available, not not that they will, but that's a guy that they can flip, you know, pretty easily, right? You know, and I think it's justified if they can't find him rotation minutes. And this, I think there's a lot of creative stuff they can do. So I think, I think something we could do is kind of go through the prospects one by one. I don't know, is that something that will interest y'all? <laughs> Yes, this is when you say yes. Now. This is oh, well, this is class participation. Yeah, this is, this <laughs> I thought that was the plan. I know, but I'm just creating a veil for the audience. All right, so let's let's start with <laughs> Kiara Lewis. Kiara Lewis, uh, Leif, tell me. Actually, no, Frankie, tell me a little bit about Kiara Lewis. I don't know who this is. Kira Lewis. We went over this. <laughs> First of all, uh, Kira Lewis. He's a point guard from Alabama. He's uh, really fast one of the fastest players in the draft. He's uh, got good size uh, height-wise. He's 6'3". He's really thin frame-wise. 
Um, but I, his speed will bring a lot of athleticism to the, to the point guard position. Uh, he's a good point of attack defender, push, push the ball really quick in transition. He's got good pat, uh, vision. He's a uh, solid on and off the ball. Uh, he's got plenty of spot up attempts that, that and he's shot a good, uh, percentage. I don't have the exact percentage, but, uh, but he's a guy I really like that. He, you know, he's a guy that you could, you could see down the line, um, being one of those guys that like, damn, how did they let him fall at the 20? Unfortunately, he's one of those guys that uh, he has to fall. Yeah. He, he's going to go higher most likely. And the issue with him, like it actually goes back to what you talked about, about like the heat's dr- approach to this draft. I feel like you either got to get a guy with an elite skill of some kind or um, like you need to make sure that they can. So, you need to make sure that they can play alongside Tyler hero. If it's a guard or depending on if it's a big play next to bam, like those kind of things are like kind of the conditional aspects of the pick. And I don't know that he necessarily because of his size, as Frankie alluded to is the greatest fit next to a guy like hero. I think he's strong enough uh, point of attack wise. Uh, I, I think the, the thing about hero, no matter what you want him to be the fifth best defender, uh, on your team. So like getting guys that are, aren't as bad as him or aren't worse than him or at his level is good. Kira, you, you know, he'll get attacked off the ball. Uh, but again, he's like, he's like 18 years old. He's going to, he's going to put on a little bit of weight. Uh, he's six, three. So that, that bodes well. And, and, uh, you know, pro- long-term wise, I expect them to put on like 20, 25 pounds, be good, strong frame. Uh, but as of right now, he's, if off your bench uh, or starting, that's a, that's a really great option, but uh, definitely win now mode. Uh, he's it's, it, it might not be the strongest pick, but long-term wise, I think that'd be, that's the best option of the guys that could, I could see falling. Alex, I see you nodding your head a lot. Yeah. You know, I'm a big fan of Lewis, uh, Kira Lewis jr. From Bama. Uh, he reminds me so much of De'Aaron Fox. I also see a little bit. I of love shape. that. Yeah. Let's go. And he reminds me a little bit too of Shea Gilders Alexander in the sense that he has a lot more offensive potential coming into the league than I think a lot of people really understand. Uh, right before the pandemic hit, he was arguably the best player in the country. He was on offensive streak, just getting to the basket at will. Um, yes, young guy, thin, but the the potential is absolutely there. That That's a high upside type player, which is why I think him being available at 20 is is unlikely. But again, the reason that we're going to be talking about so many players tonight is the beauty of this draft is there is no consensus. I mean, you even look at the number one overall pick, every mock draft is different. So you don't know who's going to be there at 20 for us, which is why I think, you know, the heat, this is going to be coming down to really trusting your scouts. And if there's any organization that, that I think is in a power position in this draft, uh, it's organizations like Miami culture, culture, Yeah, I think I don't really. I, I don't. Leif, can you envision them trading up if they really like a guy? No, no way. They're not trading no. up. They could trade. When was the inevitable. last time that he traded up? When was the last time that he traded up? I mean, they traded up a couple Casey? picks to get Shabazz Napier. I but mean, like a significant trade up. Really Casey. Um, last year. Yeah, but, but, but I'm saying that. in the first round. I mean, yeah. in the first no, round, that doesn't count. Shabazz. They they came really close to trading all the way up to get Lamar Odom back in like you know way in the PJ Brown Jamal Mashburn days, but it didn't Before happen. Before Kira Lewis was born, this is true. <laughs> <laughs> Does that make you feel old, Leif? 
Of course. That's why I got a hat on so you don't see the grays. <laughs> All right. So I think this next guy, Leif, we're going to talk about uh, Vernon Carey. I think some I, somebody tweeted at me that Ethan, Ethan Skolnick of Five Reasons said that the Heat gave a commitment. Um, somebody tweeted that to me. That, was, yeah, so the, I, I had reported a little bit that I um, heard through the grapevine. We'll say that he interviewed and worked out really well. Shot lights out in his workout. Miami loves him. Um, I basically heard that they, uh, in no uncertain terms, said that if they didn't move out of the pit, that he was their guy. Um, you never know if it's a smokescreen coming in my direction. I've gotten shit wrong many times, but. Um, but it sounds like they're intrigued by him and he's, you know, he's a low post scorer. He has the tools. He's young. So, you know, like to Frankie's point with, with Lewis, like you can, you can kind of sculpt their body the way that you want, but he's got the low post game. Um, kind of got a little bit of a Zach Randolph vibe. I don't know if it's just the left hand that makes me think that. Um, but he, the fact that he shot so well, and then the other thing, and a- Adam Simon alluded to this in his press conference today, he talked about guys being able to get in better physical condition over the last couple months uh, in an uncharacteristic way. And that screams Vernon Carey because the dude just lost 30 pounds. So I guess like kind of like seeing a little bit of his highlights and everything and like from the Lopo stuff, where does he fit into this offense next year, Alex? Because like for me, you know, I think you want this team is this this team cannot really survive having too many non-shooters on the floor, especially when you have a guy like Bam, Jimmy Butler, who Bam's not. I I think we all imagine Jimmy's uh, Bam's going to develop a three point shot. It's just not there yet. Jimmy, you know, has made him when it counts. But I think as a volume kind of over the course of, of 82, you know, you don't really want that to be kind of a point of your offense where you have three guys, right? You don't want a guy posting up and then you have Jimmy and Bam kind of standing around, uh, you know, not really spacing the floor. And I think that's pretty big for a rookie. So here's the thing with Vernon Carey. Um, I view him more as, you know, Zach Randolph was the exact player comp that I had for him. I view him as just a traditional five for his age. He, he does have great post moves. He was someone that I wasn't considering for the heat until I heard that he lost the weight. That changes everything. Now you're, you're square in a position where, as you were saying, you can mold this guy into what you want him to become. I think when he's playing alongside Bam right now, you're hoping that Bam continues developing that stretch game and you're going to have Vernon more lo- lower in the post. Long term, hopefully Vernon can continue to move that back out if he is shooting the way he was, which he didn't show too much of that in Duke. So it's great to hear that he had a, a fantastic shooting um, uh, exhibition for the, for the, for the Heat. Um, but again, that's a long-term play. And I think with Vernon Carey specifically, you're, you're just banking on Bam being able to move farther back on the offensive jump shot i just like i'm you know people call me basketball hipster we went i went over this last podcast everybody made fun of me i think the days of playing two bigs is is really tough i mean even if you look at the Lakers series i mean the heat aren't big at all right the heat were kind of playing like weird lineups with andre at center and everything and they force the lakers to go small lakers are the one team that you say that they can stay big they can play javel and and uh and ad they can play dwight and ad right they can go traditionally big they can put kuzma at the three with those i mean they could do a lot of weird things to be huge and miami as undersized as they were 
force a giant team like that to go small. So, I mean, when you look at teams like Boston, you know, that have played those really small lineups that have Marcus Smart or Gordon Hayward at the five, you have the Raptors that like to go Siakam at the five. You know what I mean? Like the, most of the teams in your conference other than Philadelphia and I guess Milwaukee, even Milwaukee downsizes. I mean, they go Giannis at the five a lot of times when it counts. So it's like, for me to kind of go big as tantalizing as the talent is, I just, I'm surprised that they said the commitment. I know he's a Duke guy and I know that, you know, he looks pretty polished, right? Like I, that actually surprised me. I, I really don't like that fit, Frankie. Um, Yeah. He, he Just like Alex, I wasn't really considering this guy until Leif uh, tweeted that out. Uh, I started watching it more. I, I, like he has spot up uh, capability. So the, him having a, good workout doesn't surprise me uh he's a, a local kid his dad uh former miami hurricane from miami, miami dolphin uh, just crazy vernon Carey jr uh but he he's uh he's a great post player he's he can re- really rebound good knack for the ball the losing the 30 pounds really helps i just don't see him being able to play with bam and jimmy for the same reasons you said, I don't think the spot of shooting for either of them will be good enough that, that, you know, they're going to really make teams pay. Like if carry it hits 33%, that's a win for his development from three wide open spot ups, but you know, you're not going to make teams pay like that. And sure. that's why I'm, you know, I like the heat have to really love what they're seeing. And the, but the 30 pounds is really encouraging. He was playing at around like 270 in college. And for like a 19 year old, that's crazy. Well, and the other thing to remember is what if they are also operating under the assumption that they're going to trade an expiring Olenek and then Myers Leonard is going to go elsewhere. Then you kind of, what other bigs do you have? And do you want Bam being your primary kind of like banging down low all Mm -hmm. season? So then you kind of, you need reinforcement. So I think that it could be a precursor to other moves happening. So Brian makes a good point in the chat. He says that Kerry shot 38% from three, but only on less than one attempt a game. But he shot 67% from the free throw line, which we know as a historic indicator on how shooting goes. That's not good. What, when, <laughs> we talk about, when we talk about a big man for Bam, I think you have to look in the category of kind of a Myers-Leonard, a kind of a Kelly Olenek. My dream big man pairing for him is Paul Millsap. Let's see how that goes. We saw that weird Dallas Maverick Australian NBA store leak. I love the offseason. We're talking we're talking things like the Australian NBA store leaked a Paul Millsap Mavs jersey. It's just the most acidite shit ever. But it makes you, makes you think. I definitely went to the Miami Heat on that website and clicked <laughs> on the players. <laughs> oh, no, that's there. journalism. I got Yo. no shame. <laughs> journalism by Leif. Uh like that's like I think if you want to pair a big man with him, it has to be like that. Or, or if you're gonna draft a big man, it has to be a guy that you look at and you could say that guy can shoot. I Leif, I don't. Do you think that Miami is gonna want to pair Bam with a big, or do you think they're just gonna go with Bam at the five for eighty two or seventy two rather next season? I mean, I think that they're gonna try to do it as much as possible. They clearly pivoted to this Jay Crowder thing at the four. I think they're committed to that. Like you said, like if they bring in another four, then. I, I don't know, maybe like a guy like Vernon Carey's just not going to get much run mm-hmm. um, because I really do think that their best. I know um, Christian has been pretty adamant about how well Kelly and, and Bam have played together. So that formula works. But um, I think it's more the three point shooting threat. Jay Crowder provided that. We don't know when it's going to expire. Um, so, but I, <laughs> I, it kind of did. This is true. Oh, so, yeah. But I think Dead Bam dude. at the five is the vision no matter what. 
I think uh, I think I, when it counts, I think a nut cutting time, I think they're always going to go Bam at the five. I think that that's clear. But I mean, the course of the regular season, if you want to preserve your young superstars, but he's also young. So it's like, you know, this is going to sound so lame, but like my dad, I remember talking to my dad about uh, Christian Pulisic, a U.S. men's national team player. And the, they're like not playing this kid who's 19 years old. My dad's like, why the fuck aren't they playing him? He's 19 years old. This is when you can play the guy yeah. 90 minutes every game in soccer. And I was like, I didn't have a good answer. I was like, I, I mean, yeah, I, I guess I guess you're kind of right. You know, these are these are contending years for the Heat, right? Like, I think they they really jump started the timetable. And I think, you know, we see we see a lot. I mean, Zach Lowe is saying this a lot and a lot of people in the media say it. You know, like when you have a team that's really good and you have veterans like Goran Dragic, when you have Jimmy Butler, right? Jay Crowder under Goodall, you owe it to them to try to compete, especially when you were successful last year. Like if you if you don't do everything in your power to try to win a title when these guys are at the peak of their powers, I mean, you're doing not only are you doing them a disservice and your fan base, but I mean, the, the sport in general. So and the Heat always compete. So I, I don't I don't really worry about that. Um Next guy I want to hit is uh is Aaron Neesmith. Uh so Alex, how about, did I say his name right, Frankie? We yeah, kind of went did. over that pre-show. I was scared of that name. Woof! He kept called calling him Naismith. He was I called he him Naismith. James Naismith descendant. Well, I I fucked Kiara up. Well, it was Kira, but I, Kira. I called him <laughs> Kiara. So I called him. There's a there's a YouTuber I watch named Kiara. So I just got I, I even wrote it down, Kiara Lewis. I don't know why it's here in my OBS. Uh so <laughs> uh Alex, give give us give us a little bit on Neesmith. Uh so I'm a big fan of Neesmith. He's a lights out shooter for three uh yeah i see leif uh getting excited about this guy you know i, I view him as a as a much higher upside danny green uh i'm not saying that oh. he's going to be a superstar that's not what i'm getting at but i do think that he's someone that's going to be an impact player right away um he has you know great defensive skills to build off of uh he's got you know a wide body 23.2 points average for his sophomore year um i just you know i love the way vanderbilt uh develops their players i think this guy is is you know this is where we talk about the fact that there is no consensus in the draft for the longest time i've had him stuck at 11th to the spurs and in all these latest mock drafts i see him moving down and something is just getting me so excited yeah (laughs) he's if i could pick one guy he's probably the guy i would want um not to mention 610 wingspan the heat love that i think he shot 52 percent from three on eight attempts eight attempts. So Let's like, go. So that's volume. Um, and this is the other thing about him because of his uh, one elite skill, three point shooting. If you have to consolidate a couple of these snipers like Duncan Robinson and Tyler hero to bring in another whale, you now have another shooter to kind of uh, step into that role or be a chip in a trade where then maybe you hold on to a Duncan Robinson. So I like that elite skill that he brings. So, Looking at his skill set, the three and D is super tantalizing. Just, to, I mean, like, I and you know, I said this a bunch, and I think that in a way, this is an offensive simplification of basketball. But when I want to evaluate a fit on a team, especially a contender, when you're not, especially when you're not a star, I ask two questions: first, can you shoot? Second, can you defend? Right, and depending on your team, you know those priorities are swapped. And I think every conversation I have about a player, if I want them on the Heat, it starts with those: can you shoot or can you defend? Right, especially depending on on where you are positionally. And if this guy can do both, and even if he's not an elite level defender, even if he's just competitive, right? I mean, and I think Tyler, in a way, was competitive on defense. I, I know that he wasn't very good, but I, I think that you saw that he did compete, especially defensive rebounding. I mean, he was all in there all the time, and I'm sure that that's stuff that the Heat saw in the workouts and everything, and just with the interviews. I mean, you could tell a lot about a guy like that, but 
those are the ter- those are the two questions I ask, especially when when we're talking about a contender and how you fit around stars like Jimmy Butler, Bam, and any other whale that could potentially uh, come to the shores of Biscayne. So, Leif, I I so far out of all the guys now. By the way, the audience, I don't know who any of these people are. We are watching, when I put these highlight packages, we're all watching them together. That's why I left his the longest. I was like, this is nice. This is some nice off-ball. I don't know anything about any of these people. I have not watched a second of college basketball. You and Alf. I don't, partic- I don't particularly like it. You could be, <laughs> yeah, Alf and I don't know anything. You could be making names up. I know that y'all played that on five on the floor. You were making names up to see if Alf knew. I don't know who they are. So this is the guy so far that I'm like, all right. You are a basketball hipster type guy. You do everything I need. You fit in really well. And I think at the end of a game, when you need shooting, and if Duncan's not having it one night or if Tyler's not, I mean, you have, I think the the best thing you can give a guy like Spo is options. And I love this. I'm in. I'm in. I'm, I'm sold. Frankie, I'm sold. Absolutely. And and the thing about his shooting, like Leif said, he shot like 51, 52%. It wasn't uh, nothing fluky, like on, on spot ups only. He was, he's used very similarly to Duncan off the ball, uh, running screens, DHOs. He's, he gets his shots all over the floor, all different kinds of looks. And he hit them at a high clip. He's got good size, good frame, he's 6'6", 213 with a 6'10 wingspan, uh, really competes off the ball. Uh, defensively, he's not great laterally, uh, so he's not he's not the ideal point of attack guy. But the thing about guys like this that you bring in with the size, with the wingspan, with the IQ, and the competitive nature, you can pl- plug those guys as your third, fourth guy, best defender next to Jimmy and Bam, and you ease up some pressure and let Jimmy be the the on ball point of attack guy or whoever else they can pick up. And and this is a guy that I I love for him. There's five guys that I really love, and I think one of these five guys will will. Uh, drop to Miami. Uh, Do you think that he will? I, I really like him. I, I don't really think want him. he will. I don't think he will. Unfortunately, I think he's going to be a lottery guy because you don't average twenty three a game with good size and and uh, shooting fifty two percent, and uh, people just like pass you over like that. So I, I think he's probably a um, lottery pick. He's a safe pick. So I, I think he's got to be gone before. But he's a guy I absolutely love. Alex, how do you feel about him? I, I love the guy. If he was there at 20, he would be my pick. I just don't see him falling there. Uh, you know, shooting's a premium in the NBA. It's never been more important than it is in today's NBA. And you're talking about arguably the best three-point shooter in, in this class. So, like, I don't think, you know, it's like a heartbreaker if the Heat don't. I mean, if the Heat have enough shooting. I don't think that that's I – don't, I, I don't think that they need another kind of spot-up guy, I think. You know, something that he really liked to run is a lot of those kind of pistol sets and those pin downs and all that stuff, which they already do really well with Duncan and Tyler. And I think, you, I think having another guy, you can never have too many guys, but I think the offense was good enough with them. And I don't think that they need more shooting and off ball movement. I think if anything, they need another score, right? So like I've been banging the table for Gallinari because, you know, he can play that small ball four. He can create off the dribble. He's a three level scorer. He can get to the free throw line, can shoot some, right? Like I think. The next, if the Heat, the Heat were seventh in offense last year, I imagine that's going to go up because they're playing a lot smaller with Jay Crowder and all that. But I, I, I think that, you know, if they're really going to take a leap, a cap, leap with a capital L for their offense, I think it's a guy that can kind of score at three levels. Not really. I think if you get a guy like him, I mean, it's a obviously you know, a bridge player. Like Leif said, it kind of gives you some flexibility to trade. But I don't think it's like the biggest need in the world for them. Um. Let's let's kind of pivot to a guy that I've actually seen people talk about a lot, Frankie, and it's Maxi. See, I see a lot of Maxi chatter on Twitter. Tyrese Maxi, yeah, he's a Kentucky guy, 
We uh, he'd have been linked. Oh, let's to him. go! We know that he liked them. <laughs> he'd have been linked to him a few times because of that. Uh, he's 6'3", 198, 6'6", six, six wingspan. But he looks a lot bigger than he is. Like, not not in a bad way. He looks very strong, like, well put together. He's a, an elite finisher, elite defender. He could be the point of attack guy. He's a competitor. Yes. He's And Gianni, you'll like this. He's drawn comparisons to Kyle Lowry. Let's go! In, the, in just the way he competes. He's a winner in every level he's played on. Uh, question marks about him are his uh, shooting consistency. Mm. A lot of scouts believe that he's a much better shooter than he's shown, uh, especially because he's he's pretty good off the ball, uh, off the dribble shooting, um, and his shot selection leaves a lot to be desired. But in in a role like this uh, with Miami, they can really reel him in. He's comes from a good culture in, in Kentucky, and and Spo and and Calipari have that relationship. And I'm sure that, that if he comes to Miami, he's a guy, I, he's one of my five guys that I, I love that I think he can fall, come to 20. And, uh, I think he, he's the, the kind of potential guy that Jimmy would absolutely love playing with. He looks like a guy that can help them right away, but he's not a guy that I don't think can play like a lot of crunch time minutes for them because of the shooting. And I, I, like the highlights were nice, but like, I, you know, I think that when you have question marks at that point, when you're at, when, but I mean, I think he's a, he looks like a high upside pick. I don't know. Yeah, he he's better than than this dude. But remember how they used Norris when they first brought him in, like yeah. just to kind of pressure guys and and turn them, you know, four times before they cross half court and that kind of stuff. Like he could do that right from the get go. Can he jump really high when Ray Allen hits a shot though? <laughs> yeah. Or when when Duncan yeah, hits a corner three to win the finals? Yeah. Can he can he jump can he jump really high? That's what we do. He can. I, I, do you remember Norris's first game? It was against the Celtics. Where he's points. bombing. He looked like an Alex, yeah. Alex remembers. Yeah, yeah. Where he's that was bombing those bit- <laughs> Bro, I, I felt so I alive. <laughs> it was against the Celtics. It was this rookie that was five foot whatever, right? Just terrorizing them. Did he dunk on Jeremy Lin too? Then he steal, then he rip it from Jeremy and Duncan almost like hurt his back when he yeah, fell he over. Right on his back. <laughs> oh my god. I was there. I was in the building for that game when Chalmers and Norris Cole decided they were gonna end Lin Sanity. That was awesome. Honestly, like this is gonna this is kind of weird to say because like you know the Heat are obviously a championship organization. That's like a top five moment I've ever sporting event I've ever been to. Because <laughs> you know how many Nick fans are here, how many sad Nick fans were walking out. Right, everybody was so hyped. It was yeah. at the because they of that. had hope. They thought they, they had hope. hope. <laughs> they had hope. Decade of irrelevance. Um, but yeah, Maxi, uh, Maxi looks. I think I really like the point of attack stuff. Uh, the wingspan looks good. I mean, he looks, he has the build, you know, for, for a Miami Heat player. And I think that kind of, I don't think we've talked enough about how the Heat's fitness program is, especially with young players. You know, like look at, look at a guy like Bam, look at a guy like Winslow, you know, how strong justice got while he was here, Josh, you know what I mean? Like those guys, like, and, 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 and when you're a, a competitive defender, right. Who already has like a pretty athletic build, what this organization can do for you. KZ baby. Let's go free KZ. Like real quick. Cause we talked a little bit about this last show. Like, do you think that we so we had doubts about kind of Derek's future with the team, you know, because of the cap situation, because he's probably going to want years and 2021 and all that stuff. So yeah. we were kind of assuming if Derek pursues a longer term contract somewhere else, you know, would would that kind of give KZ would you you know, what do you think that would give KZ kind of an a, a, an out for playing time, like kind of give him an in? Yeah, I mean, I think you got to see what you got from him now. I'm hearing DJJ. It's either Cleveland, Atlanta, Charlotte or Chicago. Um, so, we'll, so we'll see where he goes. But yeah, you're right. It's like a three year kind of situation. He can't turn it down. Um, 
And if if they don't give KZ that shot, then it's kind of like you feel like they maybe are losing confidence in that pick. And I don't know if it's a mental thing or what exactly, if it's injury related, but we're going to see because he'll get the opportunity, hopefully. Um, you know, that's why you're not going to pay DJJ for three years or, you know, even two years. If Max is there, Alex, with the pick, do you is that something that you'd take away and be happy with? You know, it depends on what's on the board. Uh, I do like Maxi. I think he's going to be a solid NBA player. The thing is, I can't tell you besides the uh, perimeter defense where I see him playing on this team. You know, uh, he's not the, he's not going to be your perfect backup point guard. I, I don't think he can carry the load offensively to be your backup shooting guard or, or bench player spark plug. Uh, what he is, is just energy. Uh, you know, it's funny. I, the comp that I have for him is Keon dueling. Uh, I love Keon dueling coming off the bench. I thought that he was just a guy that his energy just changed the entire game, but you couldn't necessarily pinpoint what his best offensive skill was. So for me, that's what Tyler Maxey is. Uh, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. If, if that's who the pick is at 20, you know, I'm, I'm okay with it, but I need to see what else is on the board. Chad doesn't Absolutely. like him. Chad, Chad's saying he's blah. Chad's the not the thing about Max, the thing about picking at 22, is like if you, if you got a rotation player, that's a great hit. Oh that's my gosh. Hit. Yes. Exactly. Absolutely. Like, like it, we're, get, it, we're getting spoiled now because yeah. we get all stars at the 13th pick every year. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like I, I don't have a like if you get if you get a starter, that's an enormous hit. But a rotation player is a hit, you know, and especially with the heat, with the heat situation, they're trying to save cap space for 2021 free agency. If you get hit on a rotation player now with his salary cap, low salary cap. You don't have to put that money elsewhere to recruit guys. You have to say, this is a six man got rotation, seven man rotation. We're adding you, Giannis. We're adding you, Veal, Kawhi, whoever we, we talk to. That's You want to hit on a ro- rotation player that can play. So if, if Maxi is just a backup energy combo guard playing next to Goran, uh, defending the, the, the point of attack, that's a great hit. He's not my number one guy there. We're, we're getting to the, the two guys I, love, I like the most. He, yeah, so kind of for me, like their point of attack issues, I think are something that in the playoffs were largely not necessarily like a big factor. I thought Rondo created a little bit of issue, but that was mostly, I mean, Jimmy Butler was absolutely exhausted, right? I mean, that was kind of also injury driven as well. Uh, But I mean, Kemba Walker was the one guy that you look at that you're just like, that's the guy that scares you from the point of attack, right? And the Heat managed with really smart switching, with really early help, right? And that's something that I really liked in the playoffs. The Heat decided, you know, we are going to switch these pick and rolls if we can with Bam. And if we can't have Bam or Jay Crowder switch those pick and rolls, we are going to send help early and we are going to rotate hard to the corners. And it absolutely worked. And they were forcing Marcus Smart to shoot a lot of threes. And the Heat were like, if Marcus Smart shoots a bunch of threes and they beat us, then fine, whatever, you win. Uh, and I think that's the way they're going to play in the playoffs. And I think largely that'll work. I mean, they just, they proved it worked, right? Like I said, Milwaukee with Eric Bledsoe was really not an issue for them at all. And I think it helps when, you know, you have a freak at center who can switch on to Steph Curry and lock him up, right? So And and they didn't have to match up against Lowry and Van Vliet for seven games. Ah, listen, oof, <laughs> scary backcourt, a bully backcourt. Well, that's why that's why that's why Justice Winslow helps them a lot, right? Because he was a guy that they played him at guard and against Toronto in Toronto. I mean, he he raced Fred Van Vliet. Fred Van Vliet is probably gonna get around $21 million. Yeah. Right? Very good player, 20 points, eight assists, good shooter. Justice Winslow said, you're not doing anything. 
like completely fucking negated him. Yeah. So, you know, I think it, that for the my point is for the regular season, I think for 82 games, like, you know, mm. when you play like Trey Young and, you know, whatever weird guard Charlotte has that's really fast and can <laughs> shoot, right? They always have a really <laughs> fast guard who can shoot. <laughs> Devontae Graham they, is his name now. Yeah. Well, yeah, it used to be Kemba, now it's Dante Graham. They, they always have it. Yeah. Yeah. Raymond Felton used to be that guy for them. Remember with the Bobcats, right? Felton Bobcat like, legend. Bob, like Steven Jackson, that was a fun Bobcat team. So like they always have guys, you know, there's always, you know, these, this is a point guard littered league. So like, I think that if they can get a point of attack guy, you know, for the stretch of 82 games, and even if that guy doesn't play in the playoffs, I think that's a huge win for the franchise. I mean, you just got to survive the grind of the season. This is a, this is a 16 win team. I don't think they're built for the grind of the regular season. I think that they're, they're a playoff team. And I think they prove that. And I don't think, I just think this is the type of guys they have. Agreed. Yeah. All right, so we're moving next. I, Frankie, I think this is your guy. Is Jalen Smith your guy? He's the the big man that I would pick. Okay, so I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you start off with Jalen Smith. So Jalen Smith is a 6'10", 225, with a seven foot one wingspan, big man. He's a very high level shooter. He's got great size. He's a tremendous screener. So you have the pick and pop game going. He hustles like crazy. He's uh, he uh, runs in transition uh, on both ends. You'd love to see that. He's a good high IQ defender. He's not great athletically, but he knows where to be. And and at that size, that's all you can ask for. In with the Heat's conditioning, you expect him to be better. Now he needs work on his body. Um, so he's a bit of a project. He's a guy that I could definitely see come playoff time. He's not getting any uh, minutes. But this is a upside pick at 20 where you absolutely take that shot and you run with it. He's he he shot like 35 percent, 36 percent from uh, three. And he's he's got a great looking shot. Uh, the, my biggest concern is just that he's just the project. But at 20, I, I'm all for taking a project. I like a room rolling big. So my thing with backup centers has been I don't think the heat should invest the mid-level exception in a backup center, right? So, like, I've heard a lot of Tristan Thompson love, right? Guys like that who are really good players, right? But I just, I just think that in this league, you know, you want to be economical with your money. And I think kind of even the biannual, you know what I mean? Like that, you know, you could probably mm-hmm. use that on a guy like Wes Matthews or whatever uh, that, you know, kind of have more impact. And I think you can find a good rim-rolling center with good hands, Leif, you know, any, you know, in a lot of places in this league, right? So, that's a guy at backup center that if they decide to move off Olenek, right, they package him, you know, with Andre or whatever, and they put some salary if they want a guy or, or if they just, you know, that, that's a guy that I like because he doesn't have to play with Bam. Yeah, well, but he also can play with Bam. I mean, like that's kind of the uh, like what the allure for me is, is that uh, as he develops his game, I think he could fit next to Bam Adebayo and and they could play side by side. Um, you know, when I watch my I don't know that I've seen this player comp, but I can't help but see like Miles Turner a little bit like with the shooting and the shot blocking, mm. but his, he's kind of got like slow feet and like his hips are a little stiff. Um, but he's got like, you know, good blocking things like that. He's the big man that I would pick. I mean, obviously if they take Vernon Carey. I'm a roll with it. Cause I'm not going to doubt them anymore, but if it was my pick, <laughs> I mean, Jalen Smith is the dude from, from the big men anyway. Alex. 
A hundred percent. I couldn't agree with you guys more. Uh, it's funny. The player comp that I had for him was PJ Brown. And it's actually because of Late a, little so bit happy. <laughs> a little bit of stiffness in the hips and all that. But but I think that this is, again, a long term play. And I think that that's stuff that that won't be an issue couple of years from now, once you get him in our conditioning program and he starts to pick up the defensive schemes, I think playing alongside Bam long-term fit. If you get this guy at 20, it is an absolute home run. So let me ask you, Alex. So like, I think a, a big, a big thing with Ken that I like about Olenek and even Myers Leonard to a lesser extent is when Bam's not playing in the game, you know, they have another big who's good at running handoff stuff, right? So they don't have to change much of their offense, you know, especially when you got, you know, when Tyler, when Tyler Hero's coming in the game, you know, coming off the bench. And I don't know if he's going to start or sit or whatever, but like, regardless, I mean, they're going to have shooters coming off the bench. And if Bam's not in the game, you can run kind of a facsimile of that handoff stuff. Frank, I see your hands up. Yeah, I was going to mention that, um, just to clarify as well, that Jalen Smith isn't just like a, an elite shooter, uh, like a Myers Leonard, where he just hits open shots. Like Jalen Smith is, they're running plays for him off the ball to, to catch on the move, set up and shoot. Like he's, and he's got all that space because he's a five, but he's on the move, catch and shoot, uh, set up sh- shot. Uh, you can run plays for him as a shooter. And it's not like Kelly. Like I love to joke with Dos Munitos about it. Like Kelly doesn't set his feet to set it to, to shoot threes. And that's why he's never going to get consistent. Jalen Smith is really consistent with his form. And I think he's just, he's the kind of long-term guy that you, you could, if you tell me five years from now, he's a, a three uh, and three D big next to Bam and a rim protector. Uh, he can rim roll. He's, he's, he could be a complete big. And I love that. Alex, I see you nodding. Do you do you like do you like him in the handoff stuff? Uh, you know, I do. Uh, I think that he's actually a really good pick and pop player as well. It, it's the jump shot. You know, I trust it from all the way up the three point line, and and he's been doing it consistently all season. The other thing too, which is probably my favorite thing about him, you know, when Bam gets off the court, you're wondering who's going to be your rim protector. Well, you got it right there. This guy was a beast you know going up against him the guards that were going up against him in the paint and and driving they were legitimately concerned that he was going to block it because most of the time he does so it's not white side and it's not white side that he's just jumping at everything (laughs) what's that supposed to be what's that supposed to mean (laughs) hey listen like Leif said straight minimum frankie straight minimum contract guy (laughs) (laughs) so i think an interesting kind of tidbit about the heat defense last year was even though they were bleeding points and they were kind of middle of the pack on defense the heat were the best team in the league at preventing teams from getting to the paint i think that they were number one or number two in fewest uh field attempts at the rim however once teams got to the rim they were shooting like in the top five highest percentages at the rim in the restricted area right so the heat did a really good job of not letting teams in the paint but once they got to the rim you know it was it was essentially you know free free points right easy basket so uh I think part of that is kind of the way that they play, right? Bam's really high up and 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 they don't really have a second bait, right? Myers Leonard is not, you know, scaring anybody as a help defender and really their guards are small. So like, you know, they don't, there's no Dwayne Wade coming to help yeah. at the rim anymore. You beat me too. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> it's Tyler, you know, God bless him. Cause he tries, he's in the picture, but you know, as Nikaias Duncan said uh, a year, almost a year ago, a little more than a year ago, you know, alligator arms, it's tough. It, it just is. It's just, it's just the name of the game with the wingspan. So I, I actually didn't even think of the rim protecting aspect of it. And I'm glad you brought that up, Alex. Cause that is something that I had not, that I, that actually I would really like as a back for the grind of 82. 
I think in the playoffs, it's not that big a deal because you're playing Bam almost 40-something minutes. And, you know, whatever. If your backup big's going to play a little bit or you just kind of go super small. But I, I really like that. And I think that's going to help them long term. He could be a uh, Bucks Brook Lopez. Oh, that's tantalizing. <laughs> with le- with better shooting, uh, not as good defense, but better shooting, and you know, wanna, and more dunks, for the Bucks. and more dunks. Absolutely, I want to. I want to have a small aside. I just want to talk about, you know, Mike Budenholzer does a super duper drop, right? That's just terrorizing the league, and it's it's undone, embarrassed, undressed by Jay Crowder and Jimmy Butler. I just want everybody to remember that. I want everybody to remember that the most unstoppable defense that teams were not scoring against, that teams could not figure out. They were just running into Brooke Lopez, jumping straight up. Eric Spolstra and the Heat absolutely picked them apart to the tune of Jimmy Butler scoring over the MVP and then yelling, you can't guard me. So I want everybody All to remember season that. too. All season. That, not just in that the happened. Playoffs. That happened. Like Let's just remember that they kicked their ass for how many games? Eight? Eight games. He just dusted the Bucks, Dusted. So I'm happy. I love it. All right. So chat's been, chat's been excited for this one, Leif. This Bane guy. This Bane. Not Aaron Baines. Desmond Bane. Um, he is probably the most NBA-ready prospect that we're going to talk about tonight. Uh, dude that can immediately be plugged in as a 3 and D guy. Um, he's a little undersized, but the way he plays, he's so physical um, and uh, just grit, man. Like, he's Miami Heat player, and he can shoot. So, I mean, I think that all those things are, um, you know, kind of the recipe for what you would look as as far as a player that's polished enough to step in and contribute immediately. I struggle a little bit with as deep as they are, like, where they would find the minutes for him, but I'm kind of expecting movement from a transaction perspective that would open up for him but the cool thing would be is that he can immediately step in like when i watch him a couple of things that um, i've seen him compared to is like if you merge malcolm brogdon and eric gordon or something like that that's kind of his game but with a little bit like of a pj tucker vibe from a defense he's definitely got the the look of a heat player he's been training in miami this entire offseason and i I know that he like him i just don't know that he'll be I like him. Alex, how you feel? You agree with Leif? Uh, uh, yeah, you know, I love your player comp too. It's funny. I'm always trying to think of like a Miami Heat player comp. So the one that I had for him was Karan Butler with a much better shot. Um, cool. Yeah, yeah. I, he's he's a really coach nice Karan player. Butler, by the way. We didn't mention yeah, that last podcast. Which, Karan Butler, now assistant coach. Hashtag come home, Karan. I, I definitely see this guy as a Miami Heat player. Um, you know, the question with him is, I think for a lot of teams, when when you're a senior four-year guy, they're wondering, okay, has this guy maxed out his talent? And that's not a bad thing because what he is right now is a really, really good, and he's going to be an NBA contributor. I think the Miami Heat are one of the few teams that could still get more out of him. I think other teams are going to draft him and say he's ready-made for the NBA and kind of just – let him be what he is, which, like I said, is a good player. But I think with the Miami Heat, he could develop into more of a combo guard. Um, and and again, you're you're just talking about a clutch, tough-minded guy. Uh, it, it's a culture fit with Desmond Bain more than anything. I I'm so enamored with the idea of kind of guys at at that position right now for Miami. So 
I'm not like totally in on that pick though. I'm kind of I'm kind of more. You feel into, like uh, it's stockpiling like an already. Yeah. You know? Like when I watched, because uh, really I'm gonna be really honest with you guys. Like most of this, I've just been watching a lot of YouTube film. I mean, like, mm-hmm. I wasn't watching college basketball all year. He made a lot of steals where he like literally just runs up on cats and snatches the ball from them, and that's like like that Jimmy Butler kind of steal stuff. And um, so you're right. He there's some duplicative skill sets across the board, but I don't know. Anytime you can get a three and D guy with toughness, I'm in. I just like I, I like it. I I think that they have enough of that. But I I like. I mean, for me, if they're gonna get a, a like a guy who could defend, like I'd rather it be a veteran at this point. Because you know, I forgot who said it. I don't know if it was the Light Years podcast or Samus Fendiari or, or Andy Lou. One of them said that you know the the hardest thing to develop in this league is a wing. They take the longest, right? Big men at this point, you know, they have such a centralized job, right? You're gonna rim protect and you're gonna roll. Right. And if you could shoot, you're going to pop. And it's it's a pretty easy responsibilities are pretty kind of truncated. And then when you have, you know, point guards, especially young point guards, you know, you're just you're kind of given a lot of freedom, especially to mess up. I mean, whatever, you know, you have a you're going to we're going to run, pick and roll. You're going to run off ball. Right. You're going to spot up, shoot. Right. When you have a wing, you know, the modern wing has to do everything right. You got to trigger, pick and roll. You got to defend the best players. You know, you got to be got to be able to shoot you got to shoot off the move you got to shoot spot up you got to be always moving you also have to be able to rebound like i think as a wing you know those are the ones that take the longest to develop and i i tend to agree with that line of thinking and it's a less right now move right and it's more of a move in the future what you got frankie i disagree there the point you do yeah because i agree with what you're saying about the wings developing but you're also con- considering that those are usually the one and done guys that those guys are 19 this, this guy is a college uh senior He's been uh, developed. If, if like Alex says, if he goes to another team and they just play him at his, he's still a really good player. And I, I think his upside will, will, will come when the, the Heat, if the Heat were to pick him, uh, they get his hands on his body and and so uh, and we build, know how Spoelstra is. But is he is Spo going to trust a guy like him over Andre? Yes, this guy, this the two way. Andre wasn't playing it in the playoffs. That's true. Andre was playing in the damn finals. No, but he in wasn't the, playing in, a lot of minutes. He they went, were playing the, about the five in the Celtics series. And how did that go? It was. It went well. badly, the, but they kept the, doing those it. Andre minute. Okay, but but what you were saying is like you have plenty of those guys. We don't have two way guys. We don't have a lot of two way guys. That's it's, true. It's it's Jimmy. It's Bam. And who else is a two way guy on the team? When Jay Crowder's hitting threes. He's a two-way guy, but he's not hitting three. We're not counting on this guy. This guy is a guy that you could eventually see. Like, if Jay Crowder's not hitting shots and you need somebody tough and play defense, this is your guy. He's going to be – You sold me on him. I'm in. He's, he's tough. He could, <laughs> he shot a high clip from three, get on the move. Uh, he can pass. He's a good secondary ball handler. He runs a lot – run a lot of offense. He's uh, through him. He – in the next level, he's going to be a secondary playmaker. But that's – that you, you you're – the ball's going to be in Jimmy and Bam and Goran and Tyler's hands most of the time for a guy who can make an extra pass, move a uh, attack, close out. He's a good finisher. He's a high IQ guy. He's going to make the right pass and he's a great defender. That's what you want. He's Chad not going to likes him. Chad likes him. He's not a, he's not going to break you down off the dribble, but he's going to take advantage of his advantages and he's going to make plays. This is a plug and play guy that can help you win now and in the future. I'm kind of in. You know what, Frankie? You've convinced me. Like, remember, this is sight unseen shit for me. No, I, I don't get know it. who any of these people are. So, like, I have one reaction, and then, you know, you kind of budge me one way. You're like, you know what? He's you Danny what, Green with guts, okay? Oh, shit. Oh. Let's go. 
Hey, shout out to Heat Expert on Twitter because he's been b- pounding the table for Desmond Bain for like two months now. That's my shout guy. Yeah, okay. Listen, I'm Frankie. You got me. I'm good. I still like the. I still like Jalen better, but I, I I'm in on Bain. I'm cool with Jalen. Jalen. Who'd you rather have right between the two? I'd rather have Desmond. Leif, if you got your pick at twenty, like a realistic pick, have we gotten to that person yet, or? Um, I, in this scenario, I think I'd rather go Jalen Smith, honestly, but I mean, about you, Aaron Naismith is, is the first, yeah. <laughs> but, but he, he's not going to be there. He's not going to be there. Yeah. I mean, pie in the sky Naismith, but we're not even considering that right now. Cause that, that seems unlikely, uh, between Jalen and Bain, I go Jalen for the long-term ups and fit in terms of my pick. We haven't gotten there yet. Okay. So we have a, we have a couple more. I do want to, so I, I, because again, I'm I'm not like too you know into the is is a guy like Carey supposed to be there for Miami or did they make that promise and he's probably not going to be available? Oh no, he. I mean, a lot of te- a lot of mock drafts have him in the second round. I mean, like yeah. he's yeah. oh wow, like it, oh. it would be considered a reach if he's taken at twenty. Quite so this is this is a weird year too uh, because there was no tournament tournament. There were no a lot of conference tournaments didn't even get going uh, because of the the virus. So a lot of these guys like oh, yeah, solidify that. their positions. So this this is like Alex said in the beginning. This is a a weird year where anything can happen. A lot of guys, you're you're gonna there's gonna be talent available at twenty. It's just the Heat's job to identify it. If it's Gary, if it's Spain, whoever it is, as long as they identify the guy they want and and take them at twenty. So the next guy is Cole Anthony that we're going to get into. Alex, is that your guy? No, unfortunately, my guy's at the bottom of our list. Okay, so we're going to well, tell us a little bit about Cole Anthony before we get to your guy. So Cole Anthony, uh, this was a little bit surprising that the Heat brought him in, not not based off talent. He's, you know, he's a great scorer. He's going to be a, a guy that's going to just be putting up shots and, and numbers right out of the gate. The question with him uh, was actually more of a personality thing. There was a lot of talk about him not being a good teammate. And, you know, I, he had a lot of, a lot of uh, hype coming into his college season and he just didn't really live up to it. There was something about watching him play where you don't know if it, maybe it was mentality. He wasn't buying into the system, but there was just something off about his game all year long. And it's kind of why he's fallen in this draft. What was the last? You know what it looked like? It looked like a dude who knew that he was only going to be playing there for one year, and he's going to take <laughs> his ass to the league. And he was not worried about, um, you know, like necessarily fitting in perfectly. Uh, and am I? Can you guys hear me? Yeah. yeah. Um, the other thing with him is yeah. his game is, I would say, more tailor made to the NBA ball than college ball. And North Carolina played a lot of two bigs. They didn't, they did not space the floor well. So I think his game is going to translate better to the NBA, but truthfully of all the guys we've gone through, although I did have one scout um, say to me that he would be um, like the type of player that has the kind of upside that could turn into a really, really good player. Uh, He's like gone up through the AAU circuit and all that. He would be underwhelming to me as a pick. Nikaias is saying that UNC had absolutely no shooters around him. There he's we go. Be the, how the heck did he slide guy? There we go. Yeah. Frankie, how you feel? Uh, he's a guy like I didn't do a lot of research because um, North Carolina wasn't fun to watch. 
Uh, <laughs> but it, it's Facts. like Blake said, like uh, there was a lot of people who think that he, he was he was just playing like that. Uh, like he's a one. He knew he was a one and done guy all, all the whole time. But the, their talent wasn't great. So it's tough to see. Like he's definitely going to be a guy that's going to play better in the league. Um, be a better fit in the league, I should say. Uh, but I don't know how what his upside is. It's he he's like he he is a high risk, high reward kind of guy. Like there's there's a lot safer picks. If you want to go on potential, uh, Anthony is probably higher than a lot of the guys we've talked about. But if this like he's he's also kind of guy with the the question marks that you're like if he was out of the league after his rookie contract, you, you wouldn't be too surprised. Feels like a that's New York scary. Nick. He feels like that's a New scary. York Nick. Yeah, that sounds like a Nick guy, uh, Nick or Charlotte player. <laughs> Heat expert well, made a great choice. We made a great uh, point, though. He says, uh, "What does Nikias know?" He made fun of the Bam and Tyler Bix. What, what do any of us know? What are we? <laughs> what are we even <laughs> <Sure>. doing? <laughs> All right, y'all. So the next, the next, the next name I have here is Josh Green. Anybody want to take? Who wants to take Josh Green? That's your. Guy. All right, Leif's taking Josh Green. Josh Green, uh, you know, honestly, he's the guy I watched the least. Um, I I picked great. <laughs> he he's a good shooter, but truthfully, and I I didn't really watch him enough. Like to be really honest with you guys, if there's one guy that I couldn't speak to, it would be Josh Green. Uh, Damn. <laughs> so you went to the wrong dude, G. I know. I kind of threw it out. You know, give I, it Alex. I, give it Alex. Alex, take us home. Take us home. I'm going to be honest. I'm not the biggest Josh Green fan. I think he's a, an excellent defender. If you're drafting him at 20, you're taking him because of his defense. He's going to be a lockdown perimeter defender. Uh, that's what he's going to be hanging his hat on. Will the shot translate? I hope so. I mean, he, he shot decent. He, he shot a really nice three-point shot in college, but he's a little bit of an underwhelming pick at 20 for me personally. It sounds like a... Sounds like we hope that they don't take that guy. He's like Mikel Petrus. Like I like Peaches. Something like that. Oh. I'm in, I'm I'm listen, I, I like I like I like Peaches. I'm I'm in on I'm in on Mattel Peaches. That's a, that's I, a I good just, comp. I just don't feel like he's I, I I mean, I don't think he's gonna be there at 20. I think he probably gets picked uh earlier because of his athleticism. And like Alex said, he's he's gonna be a high uh impact def- defender. Um but I, I like he's good. I, I just don't like, there's nothing that wows me offensively that I, I would uh, want to pick him. Like there, there's no skill skill set that I'm like, yeah, this is the, I could see them developing that into to a two way guy or anything like that. You, you, you guys know what this means, right? He's going to be the pick. This is, who he is. <laughs> 100% who they're taking. Write that shit down. Josh Green is being selected. Clip it. Clip it. He's already got someone, someone, someone clip it. Someone on Twitch clip it. <laughs> clip it. We, we, for it shall be picked. Um, yeah, I mean, like, the Heat don't have athletes on this team. If you really think about it, like, open floor, like, really athletic. Like, other than Bam. Right and Derek, who who might not be here, and I mean, and Jimmy, it's not like a you know jump out of your seat athlete, right? Like you're hoping KZ yeah. will be. You hope, yeah, what you would hope, right? But really, I mean, Tyler's not that guy. Either. I mean, Tyler, Tyler can barely get separation off the dribble, right? They don't really have Duncan, obviously, you know, no, <laughs> not not that. Um, Keep they don't have guys. I think because they have a lot of white guys. They have a lot of white guys. 
Um, but Josh Green re- really can't score off the dribble. I mean, like he can defend one, two, and three. Um, good passer course. within an offense. Like he can do the skip passes and stuff like that, but he's not breaking anybody down off the dribble. Um, yeah, I mean, that's a problem. I, I, I like I said, I, I like the idea of them getting athletes. They haven't. I mean, if you really think about it, the Heat have not had like a really athletic team since the big three. And even those teams, you know, other than LeBron and Dwayne, Right, it's not like they had you know jump out of your seat athletes, right? So right, they they really haven't been a springy franchise, and part of that's because you know the Heat always prioritize veterans, and they don't really do these rebuilds where they have all these young, you know, fast twitch muscle fiber athletes. No, and they right? traded they traded the young athlete Josh Richardson for Jimmy Butler. So, but Josh wasn't even springy by the end of year. He was barely dunking. Remember, it was his rookie year, he was oh, yeah, all over the place. That, I mean, that was a rule thing. He was asked to create off the dribble. Uh, at the end of it, he was, and his first year, he was getting off cuts and lobs. The wait is finally over. Football is back. And you might not be at the game this year, but you will be on in the action with Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure that you get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you the most options to wager than anyone else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head over to Bet Online today and take advantage of the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need and you can pause your account at any time and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire, with 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the most important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere right now at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply only valid through September 30th. So, I mean, so I kind of, Alex, I kind of want to ask you, like, who are, who are other guys in this draft that you want to talk about. That's kind of the list I had of potential guys, but like, I want to know who are people. I don't think I, I don't think I got to your guy. No, you didn't get to my guy. I'm going to give you two names and I'm going to say the the name that I, that I really think is going to be the heat pick. If he's there, I'm going to say that one second, but the first one I'm going to hit you with is Emmanuel quickie from Kentucky. Um, I, I love this kid. I think he's going to be an elite three and D guy when it's all said and done. Uh, he was a sophomore. Um, he, 
he, he was a highly recruited freshman, didn't live up to it in his freshman year. And he was smart enough to go back and he capitalized on the moment and really put on a hell of a performance was the sec player of the year, a team high 62, three pointers, 42.8 from the field. This guy is a legitimate three and D player. And if you get him at 20, I think that's a really good pick. I'm curious as to what you guys think about him and, and Leif, you know, if there's any interest there from the heat. Uh, they definitely are interested. They, they interviewed him twice and then they watched Riley watched pro day. Uh, I think Calipari actually was tweeting about that earlier today or maybe yesterday. So they've watched him multiple times, um, mainly because of the three point shot, the defense. Um, he is, uh, uh, for all, all the things you mentioned, but like towards the end of the season, people don't realize this. He was probably Kentucky's best player towards the end of the year. And when you think about a team that is going to have four guys get drafted, um, you got to think that they're looking at him. Um, I, of, I, I actually, there's part of me that likes him even more than Maxi, which sounds crazy. Ooh, um, I'm with you. But uh, but he he's an un, the the thing is is that every mock draft I've seen doesn't really have him in the first round necessarily. So I, I think he'll be there at twenty. It's just a matter of if that's the guy that Miami really hones in on. I, I'm I'm in I'm in Frankie. What you got? Uh, same thing as these guys. I love his shooting, uh, his wingspan. He's only six three six four, but he's got a six ten wingspan, uh, and he's he's already shown to be a great defender in college. Uh, moves his feet well uh, laterally has the wingspan to bother guys. He could be a point of attack three and D guy that you play with Jimmy and uh, he can play off. He can play off the bench with Goron uh, runs the floor pretty well. He's not great versi- versatile because of his size. You're not going to ask him to break uh, defenders down the uh, off the dribble, uh, but he moves the ball. Well, uh, smart player plays hard. I like it. If it, if Ryan says he pick, played with Tyler, play with Tyler hero. Yeah, Tyler yes, he did. Oh yeah. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. I like and, that. And again, I think the fact that he knows that his freshman year was underwhelming and he went back for a sophomore year, I really think that speaks a lot to about this guy's grit and mentality. Absolutely. And that's the type of stuff I think the Miami Heat value more than anything. Absolutely. And I love I love guys that are in college multiple years. If, you, if you're in college multiple years, I want to see uh, growth. I want to see improvement of your skill set, of your stats, of your shooting numbers. I want to see the turnover rate go down. I want to see all that stuff. And he's a guy that did all that. That came back with a chip on his shoulder, something to prove. And he, and he, and and he improved. Um, Hey Frankie, that kind of reminds me of of Jay rich. Cause if you look, I remember Jay rich. Yeah. Like his, his improvement every year was super solid. And like, that was one of the things we were most excited about. Exactly. Yeah. Like you want those guys to have a chip on their shoulder and work hard and, and improve. And if you, you see that constant growth, uh, that me that tells me that I can probably work with you to get some more out of you. You know, there's more juice to squeeze out of the lemon. Nice to know. All right, Alex, who's your other guy? <laughs> well, you know, the perfect, perfect here by Frankie, the guy that I'm absolutely sold on, and I would take a 20 if I'm Pat Riley, Malachi Flynn, point guard, San Diego State. This guy has heat culture written all over him. Three-year player. He was the Mountain West player of the year. What is the Mountain West? Is that a conference? It doesn't matter. He was player of the year. (laughs) And he was all defense first team. This guy. I like that. I like first teams. High high IQ, 
lethal three-point shooter. Like we're talking clutch guy that his team just rallied around constantly. When I look at him, I see Fred Van Fleet, but more than anything, I see everything. You're I talking my language. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, wow. We got to. Everything I wanted Tyler Johnson to be, this kid has in spades. We, no, oh, me is, too. Me too. A dog personality. You listen to him speak. All he wants to do is ball. Um, I, I Where are we sending Kendrick? Where are we sending Kendrick? I want this guy. The, the thing is, he, the measurables are a little concerning. 6'1 with a 6'3 wingspan. Um, he shot... What is I'm done caring about wingspan after the last draft. 30, I'm done. 37% on six attempts, 43% on catch and shoot attempts. So he he, I like he, that. he can hit it. But the, the thing is, is I don't know that he's going to be able to defend any more than one position in the NBA. And I, I just don't know how much they're going to lean into guys that are limited from that perspective. I feel like defensive versatility is key with the guards um and maybe i'm wrong but i guess if you already have hero how many more guys can you add that are limited from that perspective i think there's a danger in when you have too many small guys so i know a couple of years ago Leif, we were talking a lot on the podcast about how the heat's backcourt was just really small and that was really before they were playing justice right so they had you know these tyler dion backcourts right that are just tiny and as 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 competent defenders as they were and you know but tyler and dion's case i'd say above average defenders i mean they're just really small in the back line and I think even now with Tyler and Nunn, right, and even Goron for that matter, like it's, you know, especially with the way they run zone, right, they have the bigs up top, right, and then the guards at the bottom. So the guards are really in, responsible for all that rotation and that backline defense. So I'm a little concerned with small guys. Uh, Alex, what you got? Yeah, no, my the only thing that I wanted to make sure I got off here, the main reason that I'm really pushing for Malachi Flynn is I think we need to really take into fa- uh, consideration that is, is, is Goran going to be ready for this year? You know, we're he said he was we fully need to healed today. Really consider that this season is going to be a grind. It's going to be fast paced, and who's going to be able to really take that point guard spot for us from day one? I think you're going to need somebody like this with the high IQ and that type of leadership skill to be able to. He did well. Either way, I think you're going to need that extra point guard that you can just rely on the entire year—a true point guard. Yeah, I sat on five on the floor. Like, he kind of reminds me of Bano Udri. Like, he'd be able to play. Lifer. He can run an offense. He can, you know, make shots. Like, you can kind of trust him. He's a, a safe pick. Um, so, I mean, I, I see where Alex is going with all that. So, like, my thing with the size, I don't think that that's – especially with how much the heat switch, right? So, let's, let's talk a little bit about the Celtics, right? So, like, they were able to get picked on because at the end of games, they were – getting Kemba Walker switched on to Jimmy Butler, right? And in the Raptor series as well, I mean, Lowry was hunting, Van Vliet was hunting, Siakam was hunting, right? So they, they, every team is going to hunt those small guys. And if you're playing, now, not that he's going to play late in game, but, you know, Kendrick Nunn is, I think by all accounts, the starter at point guard until said otherwise. I don't think Goran's going to start for the regular season, although Goran said he was healthy. I don't think that he's going to be a, an 82-72 game player, uh, you know, as a starter. I think that Kendrick has earned that. Uh, whether or not Kendrick is going to be on this team next year. I think a lot of us have put Kendrick in the trade machine. I think Kendrick and Kelly uh, have been our trade machine go-tos and Andre. So I think you got to like, is he going to give you more than Kendrick? Well, I think, I think, that's- I think Tyler Hero is going to start. So that that's just my humble opinion. So and and okay, so if we do that, right? So if we're putting Tyler at point guard, so if we're putting Tyler, Duncan, Jimmy, uh, Jay Crowder slash free agent power forward and bam. 
at that point, you know, you're bringing Goran off the bench and then your second guard, are you going to bring in a really small second guard? <laughs> yeah, no, Is it going to be true. Kendrick Nunn? You know what I mean? So like, that's the thing that I start to look at. I was like, okay, once if, if we believe that Tyler's going to be the starting point guard, which maybe, maybe not, who knows? But that's also stuff to look at. And if they, the Heat believe that Tyler will be the starting point guard at some point soon. I think we all just think Nunn's getting dealt. So like, we just don't even count him for some I reason. I think we're all just, <laughs> we want, you know what's funny? Kind of hoping. I, I, I put I, I said on Twitter, I said, would none Olenek and 20 get you Josh Richardson from the Sixers, right? I thought, okay, the Sixers need a shooting big, right? Al Horford's not really been that guy. They're trying to move off of him. You know, if you, you know, Kelly Olenek can play next to Embiid, he can play next to Ben Simmons. He's a really good passer. He can get, he can play the handoff. He can, he can cut. He's a really good move, right? I, I think that Olenek would fit okay over there. And, you know, they, they need a little zip at the guard position. And Kendrick Nunn has zip. He can shoot. He can spot up. He can pull up. He can get to the rim. He's really quick, right? He, he was a good scorer, right? They, they need some zip, right? So I thought, okay, you have Kendrick you know, Linux and even 20, right? Is that, is that, is that too much for Josh or whatever? And Sixer fans were fucking upset with me. They're like, I don't want Kendrick Nunn. Keep him away from me. Keep him as far away from me as possible. I thought that was and the I, Bradley Beal package, G. <laughs> I, I don't think that's enough for Bradley. I think you had to include, uh, you know, a certain someone whose day is Tuesday to get uh, a shout out to Chef Trilly to get, uh, to get the Bradley Beal. But you know, I don't know how Nunn's value is around the league, Leif. Like, I think he fans, you know, look at him as a guy who made first team all rookie, a guy who was scoring, you know, who could score the ball in bunches, who could shoot, had a couple good games in the finals. But I think at the end of the day, we know his warts better than anybody. Yeah, he's more valuable to Miami than he is as a trade asset right now. That and fucking sucks. You have to hope that they revive enough of his game and kind of get him back on track that then he has trade value. So he had a he, good final. Although like, we, what more? we all mentally are saying, you know, none is the person we're going to add as a sweetener to a trade. I think that probably more realistically, unless they could like, you know, have like a huge blockbuster type trade where they throw him in for salary reasons. Like it's probably best to bring him back. Maybe he averages 14, 15 a game like he did before. And then he'd be, he, you know, reestablishes value. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I it's kind of tough when a guy's that young and you feel like he has no value after he made first team all rookie. <laughs> yeah. That, that shit fucking sucks. Isn't it, it weird? sucks. It sucks. And he actually had like a decent final series, right? Yeah. So maybe he's it, back. It, it, <laughs> I think that the I mean I don't think the domestic violence stuff is a small thing, especially with fans. Maybe that's more important to fans in front offices. But I know I guess fans, you know, you don't want to root for a guy like that, you know. So that also colors and that you know, I'm not gonna lie, that's partly why I want him out of here. I'm not, I'm not gonna not be show my colors. I'm not biased here, so I don't kinda want him out for that reason. Wanted him out for a while. But I mean also I think that, you know, he's easier. I guess theoretically, right? Your best chance to kind of upgrade, right? And you send him, you know, a draft pick and then Olenek, which is a $12.5 million expiring contract who can help. And I'm really high on Olenek. I think that that's probably in, you know, in your mind, like a decent package to get a rotation player, but it just seems like none has not negative value, but, you know, I wonder if none is more valuable than a second round pick. I think that, I think he is. Yes. Or do you think he's about that value? I mean, because he's only 1.6 million, if I remember. So, like, do you think he's more valuable than, than the 20th pick? You think if the Heat shop 20 or none, what what would be more coveted? 
uh, the 20th pick until it's made. And then the moment that it's made, it's probably about it's a car. Draft picks are cars. Yeah, they exactly. depreciate the second you drive them off the lot. <laughs> second you use them, they lose all because they're just like this. Oh, first round pick is yeah. mystical. I mean, like the Warriors. think about when we took Tyler Hero, if we had said that that could be the piece to get Bradley Beal, we would have all been like, yo, yeah, get him out. Right. And I know that a lot of Heat fans would still do that today, but it's a much, you're going to flinch a little bit more than you would have on that night when you drafted him. Yeah, so that's... <laughs> so kind of before we get out of here, you know, we've been going for a while. I know that people, uh, this is a Friday night, they got to go Leif. Uh, is there any any other guys you want to kind of get to that we haven't? Uh, the only dude I'll mention, and I'll do it quickly, is Grant Riller. Um, he's a local cat from where I live now in Charleston, College of Charleston, uh, four-year player, polished on offense, uh, like maybe the most polished offensive dude in the draft, point guard. Um, I like his game a lot. I know the Heat have looked at him and they did very early on in this process, but I ultimately, I don't think they're going to go in that direction, but he, he's a baller. I'll just say that. Alex, you're not on my, you're nodding. Yeah, no, I, I, truthfully, I didn't know anything about him until I saw the report that the Heat worked him out. Uh, but you could see why, I mean, he's a great shooter. He looks like Leif said, just has a really polished game. I don't know if you take him at 20, but I guess if you love the guy and, and you, I could definitely see where he plays for us, you know, on day one so uh yeah it, it would it would be a great option frankie do you have any other guys that we haven't gotten to in the draft that you want to talk about uh well i like ruler too he uh like they said the the scoring the he's got a uh he's a great finisher uh good spot up shooter uh i also like trey jones um the, a lot of these guys that are left are more uh second round guys if on a trade down you know he pick up multiple picks or a future pick uh, Trey Jones is a guy I really like. Uh, Jimmy got along really well with his brother Tyus uh, when they were teammates. Defender, improved shooter. Uh, he's he's a guy that you look at like a, a a backup, a nice solid backup point guard, and won't play a lot of playoff minutes, but he he will grind for you. Uh, another guy that uh, I think it, uh, some somebody in the chat mentions was uh, Precious Achuia. <laughs> Achoo. I wanted wow. to get to that. We, I saw, we have to. They I, worked him out. So that's just, I saw our friend, yeah. uh, he beat alumni, Alf. Uh, he yeah. the president. He said oh, he, yeah, he, he will never root for someone named Precious. Oh, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> what did he say? Janelle Monet changes lives, you know? Right. <laughs> I, I just like, my first thought was like, what the hell is Jimmy going to call him? But he, he actually, um, he's an interesting player. Uh, I think that he does a lot of the same stuff that, uh, and it's a guy we didn't really talk about, uh, Zeke Naji, um, Precious Achua, uh, Achua, I think is how you say his last name, and J- Jalen Smith. They all kind of have certain similarities, um, but I, I think Precious, Precious, we're just going to call him that, is going to go higher than 20. Yep. A guy named Precious is not intimidating. He's got he's got great size though. He's he's like that. He's but I, I think he's strictly a five yeah. uh, in the league. He's gonna put on a little bit more waves uh, around two twenty five. Uh, but he they, the scouts love his defense. He's a rim running big. He's gonna hustle. Uh, but offensively, he's he's probably not giving you anything else but rim running. Uh, one web, web one website had him compared to Jeremy Grant and James Johnson. So, however that works out, that's uh, that's <laughs> quite the range. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's like us. That's a, that's that's two opposite spectrums of the same type of player. Yeah. Like, uh, the chat chat is really talking about uh, Tyrell Terry. 
Uh, I think he went to Stanford, uh, but he's he's really light. He's 160 pounds. Yeah. Like, what are we doing here? Like, I I know, like, it's like a fun thing to think about. And this is probably going to end up being the guy because now I'm trashing him. (laughs) (laughs) Clip it. Clip it. You talk about getting hunted. Like, seriously, like 160 pounds. What what are we going to do with him and Tyler in the backcourt? I just don't see it. But he does have the shooting and the big game stuff kind of on a on a Steph Curry vibe. Chat saying 173. How much does Trey Young weigh? 60 pounds guys there's a big difference between listed weight and what you actually weigh trey young is 180 pounds that is such bullshit i call bs <laughs> get out of, get the fuck out of here trey young is 180 pounds my ass trey young's 180 pounds tyrell terry like the best case scenario is being like jason terry dead <laughs> yeah after lebron dunked on him <laughs> terry all right Terry's got uh, like his upside is like a high scoring uh, role player though. Like, like you said, like Terry, uh, maybe like a Seth Curry, like modern day yeah. uh, example. Cause he's got the elite shooting. Um, I just like, I, I just think he's going to be hunted. He's got to put on a lot of weight. Um, and I don't really think he's got the frame to put on a lot of weight. Of course, this is going to be the pick. This is going to be the guy that he always pick always. or, it, or they miss it, on. Then he's the, the six time all-star. Uh, but he he's a guy that it, it's a ri- it's a high risk high reward guy. If you really Listen. love him, then go for it. But I I don't you, think that he he's the heat type of guy. Y'all know what to do. You clip these and you add us on Twitter and uh, and then y'all laugh at us when the pick is made. Um, I appreciate everybody in chat for coming. I appreciate everybody who's listening on YouTube and on the podcast. Remember to follow us at MIA Heat Beat on Twitter and on Instagram. We actually have a. We have a couple surprises on Instagram coming up. I think we are we worked out a partnership with legit, I think one of and if not the best creative person art-wise uh on Heat Twitter, maybe one of the two or three. So I think you might want to check that out on our Instagram. So follow us at MIA Heatbeat over there. We got some cool stuff going on. Remember to subscribe over here to our twitch.tv slash MIA Heatbeat. Uh, we're gonna be doing streams pretty actively, especially now with the trade season and all that stuff going on. We're live for the draft. Remember, we're gonna give you an exact time, uh, but on Wednesday for the NBA draft, we will be live. We will be live during the draft. We're gonna walk you through all the stuff. We're gonna have analysis, we're gonna have highlight packages, we're gonna have all that ready for you guys. So don't worry we will be here we will be ready uh follow me at gnavis 103 frankie you want to give your at it's at frankie g underscore leif you want to spell your at <laughs> greg Savander. <laughs> okay if, if listen if you don't follow leif right now are you even on e twitter are you are you even on alex give the people your information one more time at a n m 90 uh crabs my peddler no it's not he be pixel art <laughs> <laughs> shout out to the deuces yo subscribe to the deuces on yeah. itunes spotify yes. and on youtube legit some of the best draft coverage uh i've heard of I, a lot of the stuff uh that i the, like the very little that i have heard it's from the deuces oh, yeah. their offseason coverage has been live exceptional tweet, live every tweet single year. by darren butler hey yeah, do, i mean dos minutos had the best coverage for tyrell terry he said that boy needs some milk 